0: This is the Blackout. We're coming to you from bellyupsports.com, and Alan Denton and I are here with you for another pick 'em pod. We've got all the picks set up, all the information you need for the games coming up this week, and we have an interview with Mark Salino at the end of the show from StatementGames.com, and he has a special offer for listeners of this podcast. So, Alan, we've got a lot to get to. How are you doing today? I'm
1: great, man. Excited to get rolling and, uh, you know, feeling, feeling good like Dan Mullen today.
0: Absolutely. Let's jump into the news and notes, Alan. We've got uh, a lot of information that has been breaking. We have 13 games on the board this week. That is because we started the week with 15, but we've had Georgia at Missouri postponed. We've had Ohio State at Maryland canceled. So a couple of games off the board really quick. There are some other ones in doubt, and we'll get to more, more information on that as we go throughout the evening recording this session. Uh, but definitely a wild week so far as we uh, work our way up through most of Wednesday at this point.
1: Agreed. This is this is kind of the commissioner's nightmares that as you see these these cases rising all across the country. But specifically this week, you know, as 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 we see the team after team come out and say that they're contact tracing and got several cases and it just is wiping out essentially half of the SEC games. But, you know, we're starting to see some of the other guys end up coming down with it, too.
0: Like you said, with that Georgia-Missouri game being postponed, it's now four of the seven SEC games this week have been wiped out. That includes the Texas A&M at Tennessee game, the Alabama at LSU game, and the Auburn at Mississippi State game. So a couple of those are working to be postponed later in the year. At this point, Alabama and LSU is completely off the books because they don't have a matching bye week. And, of course, we're looking at Alabama working their way to the SEC championship game. The SEC is kind of talking about that December 19th championship weekend and potentially even using that for some makeup dates but Alabama is not going to be available for that you know outside of some massive upsets as we go throughout the season Alan one other thing that we have to track inside the SEC is one of the matchups still on our board this week Arkansas at Florida we have Arkansas head coach Sam Pittman positive for COVID-19 Of course, concerns there over his health. Uh, As far as I know, he has not had symptoms to this point. Uh, But defensive coordinator Barry Odom is going to be the interim head coach in his place. And of course, on the Florida side, we're still looking at Kyle Pitts, who is questionable. That's because he took that massive hit against Georgia and has been under concussion protocol all this week. So we don't know about uh, whether he's going to be available for this game at this point. Uh, But a couple of big things to factor in to your picks this week in looking at this Florida-Arkansas match. John.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it sucks for Sam Pittman, but at least they've got a you know a defensive coordinator that's been a head coach in this league, so he knows what to expect. He's made this trip before. Um, I, I don't think any of it really is gonna is gonna matter with this. Sport.
0: <laughs> I'm probably leaning your way as well, Alan. With Miami at Virginia Tech, out of the ACC, one of the things we have to talk about is Virginia Tech starting running back Khalil Herbert. He's questionable with a banged up hamstring. He only played, I think, the opening kickoff of the game against Liberty, so he was a loss for them. And Virginia Tech, man, they took it. A loss, Justin Fuente kind of messing up the late field goal game situation, and they fell to Liberty in that 35-38 shootout.
1: Look at old Reverend he's up there in Fallwell territory getting that huge win for their program going to 7-0. and They've been really impressive.
0: It absolutely has. Alan, another one out of the Pac-12. We talked about this in our Pick'em Rewind a little bit, but we have Colorado at Stanford. We have questions surrounding starting quarterback for Stanford, Davis Mills. He and starting wide receiver Connor Weddington have both been out uh, recently with COVID-19. They missed the game against Oregon, and there's just – uncertainty right now about whether they're going to play or not. It hasn't been confirmed either way, so we're going to kind of be waiting out the last couple of days of this week, waiting to see if Davis Mills, the starting quarterback, and Connor Weddington are back on the field. That could be a big deal for the Stanford team.
1: Agreed. That That's reason enough to kind of hold off a little bit on some of these picks because you're going to need – like that's important information for a game that feels like more of a
0: 50-50 type game where something like that can really swing it. Absolutely. Northwestern at Purdue is another big one, Alan. That is because we still don't know exactly what is going on with starting wide receiver, the star All-American wide receiver, Rondale Moore for Purdue. Uh, We still don't know if he's going to be available this week. From what I understand, it's more of an injury type deal with Moore, why he hasn't been available for the first few weeks. Uh, But this is an important game for both Purdue and Northwestern. And if Rondale Moore is back on the field, that's obviously a huge upgrade for the Boilermakers.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a reason he's going to be a first-round pick, right? Anytime that you can get a guy like that back on the field, especially with a team that's going to struggle against top echelon athletes like Northwestern, like they're not going to have the, the best kind of athletes there. They just play really sound, really solid, and really hard. Um, if you can get a guy like that back, that's a that's a big deal.
0: Absolutely. Alan, let's look at Wisconsin at Michigan inside the Big Ten. Michigan got news this past weekend with an injury. Their starting defensive end, Aiden Hutchinson, is out for the season. That's a big-time loss. And then on the Wisconsin side, we still don't know what's going on at the quarterback position. You know, Graham Mertz played that first game, but he's been dealing with COVID-19. Originally, there were some people who thought it was automatic he was going to miss this game, but the deal is that first game they played was on a Friday night. That was three weeks ago, and the Big Ten has a 21-day protocol in place for any anybody that tests positive so the question is when exactly did he test positive is there a chance that his 21 days is up right here at the end of this week and would he be available that's not certain so we're going to be watching that and that could deal with chase wolf the backup quarterback as well and if it goes all the way past him because there were rumors that he had tested positive as well then it could be fourth stringer danny Boom. so a bunch of interesting stuff in this matchup alan Yeah, yeah.
1: don't make that pick until you know (laughs) who's going to be the quarterback, right? You can't afford to do it.
0: Oh, man. Well, hopefully it's the kind of thing where we find out a little while before kickoff, you know, at least like an hour beforehand. If this is kind of a a kickoff decision and no news is leaked until right at kickoff, uh, then you better be uh, figuring out where you're going to have this game slotted in your board uh, if you don't have that information available to you before kickoff hits.
1: Yeah, is that a nooner, too?
0: I believe that is correct, but I, I don't remember. I don't have it right in front of me.
1: Let me look. That is – no, that's that's a night game. Okay. So that's a, that's a good thing. At least we'll have a little bit of time um, before that one. So that is a, a 7.30 kick.
0: But that's also assuming that they get the information out kind of early in the day because if, if all those other games on your board lock up – then you've still got it locked into a position pretty much, you know, with only a little bit of flexibility going into the evening slot.
1: Yeah, it might be worth watching, uh, see if they announce something like that on on game day at the Masters.
0: (laughs) Very true. Alan, let's go ahead and jump into our picks section. This week, you and I talked about it off air. There's not a game of the week. We just don't have one on this board anywhere. There's not a top 25 matchup. There's nothing overly intriguing. So, hey, we decided we're going to give you all value picks, and we're going to give you one extra one this week. So we're giving you three instead of two. Alan, you picked up 71 points last week. I had 69. Because you gained on me, go ahead and start us off with your most confident value pick this week.
1: All right. My most confident value pick this week, I am predicting predicting Purdue over Northwestern. Ooh. So Northwestern's a two-and-a-half-point favorite would put would put them or, you know, picking them around a two or a three. I'm flipping that. I'm going to have Purdue in the two or three range. Aiden O'Connell has been efficient. He's got five touchdowns to two inter- interceptions. On the other side, Peyton Ramsey has turned the ball over too much. I mean, I think he, his ratio was three touchdowns to three interceptions. The key for this matchup, in my opinion, can Purdue stop the run? And if they then don't turn the ball over, if they do that, if they stop the run and don't turn the ball over more than once, I think they win this game because their offense has a little bit more pep. It's got a little bit more explosiveness, especially if Rondell Moore can play. And so I'm going uh, Purdue over. Northwestern in a bit of an upset.
0: I'm okay with that. I I have not gotten a great read on this one yet. I'm going to be digging into it as we go throughout the week, Uh, but I'm going to have it low on my board either way. Northwestern has a sound defense. They've been better on that side. Uh, The offense has been decent. It's been improved off of last season, but like you said, what Purdue has, if they get Rondale Moore back, David Bell at the other wide receiver. They've got some tremendous dudes there, and uh, I'm very intrigued by that matchup, but I'm going to kind of wait to see exactly where I'm going to fit that in my board until a little later in the week. Alan, for my top pick, I'm going to go and look inside the Big Ten, Indiana at Michigan State. I've got things on both sides that I want to look at. Michigan State last week, we talked about it on the Pick'em Rewind. They were blown out at Iowa. They were out, uh, gained 405 to 286. They had three turnovers. Uh, they only ran the ball 27 times for 80 yards, and that's when you take sacks out of the of the stats there. They also allowed 226 rushing yards to Iowa, and uh, Rocky Lombardi was the source of the turnovers. He had three interceptions. On the other side, we talked about it again in the Pick and Rewind, Indiana started showing like the team that I thought they would be preseason. This was in a big win against Michigan. They outgained them 460 to 357. Michael Penix had a good game, nearly throwing for 350 yards and three touchdowns. Ty Freifogel had seven receptions for 142 and a touchdown. And Stevie Scott, the workhorse running back, had 24 carries for 97 yards and two touchdowns. I think he should be able to run the ball well against this Michigan State defense. On top of that, I like Michael Penix, the way he's playing right now. On our board, Indiana right now is a seven-point favorite on Wednesday night. That would slot them in at either a seven or an eight if you're going according to the spread. But, Alan, I'm moving them up my board into uh, double digits. So, ten or higher is where I'm sliding Indiana up to this week.
1: That makes a lot of sense. It feels like Indiana's really starting to hit their stride and – Maybe that Michigan State-Michigan game had a little bit more to do with Michigan's inability to cover people and not explosive offensively. You know, I, I don't have a lot to, to say about Josh Gaddis as an offensive coordinator. I don't think he's been very good up there um, as since the Hardball turned over the play calling duties. And uh, so, yeah, I, I like that as Indiana really gets going.
0: I definitely. I agree with everything you said. Why don't you go ahead and take us away with your second value pick this week?
1: All right. So my second value pick is if you need to, to find somebody and, and move them down off of the, the you know the double digits, I'm moving Notre Dame down the board. So I I think they are way too highly valued this week. So they are they are at Boston College and they're 13 and a half point favorites, which would slot them at you picking them at an eleven coming off the win of their lifetimes, going on the road versus a very capable offense that loves to toss that tater around. To me, that sounds like a major trap game. I mean, BC can toss it around with jerkovic and and so uh, I think this one's going to be close, much closer than that 13-and-a-half-point spread um, with Notre Dame kind of coming off that high. It, it's the same reason, you know, that that you have to look out for, for basically any team that comes off a big victory. Um, it's the reason that I picked against Michigan state last week. Um, we'll, we'll see, but I'm I'm thinking that this could be much tighter than that 13 and a half point spread. So I'm moving them down to the, to the, maybe the bottom part of that second
0: tier around a five or six. Well, if you're looking at kind of spots where you're looking for a letdown spot, this is definitely a possibility. Uh, you just talk about like what Notre Dame's coming off of, and the, like you said, the win of their lifetime against Clemson, knocking off the number one team in the country, having the students rush the field after the game, and then you look at this Boston College team. Man, they've given some teams some problems this year. They had that matchup with uh, North Carolina earlier in the year where they were a two-point conversion away from tying that game and sending it to overtime. They were up on Clemson earlier in the year by 18 and lost that game in a close one at Uh, Clemson. So, man, they've been a thorn in the side of some teams this year. They've been really solid. Uh, I haven't – this is another one where I'd say I just haven't really solidified where it's going to be on my board. Uh, But I've had the same temptation. Uh, I just don't know if I'm going to do the exact same thing. But I I think it's solid rationale thinking about the spot they're in coming off as high a win as they had against Clemson.
1: Exactly. And this is – there have been some games where they've looked flat, right? Like they looked – totally flat against a a team that was incapable like Louisville. I think Boston college is pretty good. And, um, and so we'll see that if maybe their defense at least shows up, but I I can see that. Um, I can see where Boston college really keeps this one tight. It's going to be a fun, that may be one of the funnest, if not the the most fun game to watch that on Saturday.
0: It's should be really, really exciting as we go. Alan for my second value pick this week, I'm looking at TCU at West Virginia. Now, I've been on this for a while now. A couple weeks back, we saw West Virginia kill Kansas State. I was on that one sliding West Virginia up my board pretty high. Last week, like I said in our Pick'em Rewind, I had West Virginia beating Texas. They didn't do it, but they were within a hair of doing it. And I really don't have a problem with where I had them on my board. They're good defensively. They're pretty good offensively. They're not great. Uh, But like I told you in our Pick'em Rewind, I think this West Virginia team is better statistically than... If you just strictly look at their wins and losses and kind of point differentials, that kind of thing, I think West Virginia is very good statistically compared to how their results have come out. So I like them in this matchup against TCU. We've seen Max Duggan, the quarterback for TCU, struggle against the better defenses that he's played this year. And hey, West Virginia has one of the best ones in the Big 12. Compared with that, I like Jarrett Daigie. He's pretty good. He's not an elite quarterback by any means, but he's been pretty sound this year outside of the matchup with Baylor. He's protected the ball well. There are questions about Letty Brown, their running back. Is he going to be available this week? He's been banged up a little bit. Uh, So that's a little bit of a a loss for West Virginia. But man, I'm looking at this going... TCU's been kind of sloppy offensively recently. West Virginia, while, hey, they've won some, they've lost some, I think they've performed pretty consistently and pretty well all season long. And going up against a TCU defense that I think has been a little bit disappointing, I think this West Virginia team has a great opportunity to win this game comfortably. They're a three-point favorite. If you slot that on your board, that would be a four according to the spread. But, Alan, I'm sliding them up, I think, as high as a seven or an eight this week. I think you can find three or four points of value with the Mountaineers.
1: I like that. That West Virginia, as you mentioned, have been very consistent. I think Neil Brown's done a really good job this year in his second year at West Virginia. And that defense, as we've talked about and multiple times, is is legit. Max Duggan it does seem to struggle against some of the better defenses, as you mentioned. That they've been a bit of a disappointment, really, compared to what I think their potential was. If things click, that could be that could be a really tight game. But uh, I, I like I like where you're going with that one. As as I transition to to go to the value play number three. I'm going to go a road team over a home team in this one. So I'm taking SMU over Tulsa. So, uh, SMU travels to, to Tulsa this weekend. And if you look that with that on your board, Tulsa is a two and a half point favorite. And so that would slot it at a two or a three if you're picking that game. So I'm picking another upset. Shane Buchel is, is I think is going to be too much through the air. Um, and and so Tulsa, who's only played four games, I think's at a disadvantage, and we don't know as much about them. SMU's played eight games and it's seven and one. Uh, so we'll see. I think that Tulsa's been able to to be picked on a little bit through the air. And I think uh, Tulsa, I think SMU takes advantage of that with Sonny Dykes' offense. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna play SMU probably in that five or six range.
0: I like it, Alan. This is one that my gut reaction, I've told you, when I fill out my board, I do a gut reaction first. When I first filled it out, I went Tulsa in this one. Then I did a quick look at the stats and I went, whoa, I don't know, kind of recent results, performances in games. I think I'm probably with you on this one. I need to give it a second look before I'm confirmed. Uh, but I think when I looked at things a little bit closer, I kind of like SMU in this matchup as well. So it's going to be a fun one, I think, to watch. I think it could be a really close game. But some of the firepower that Shane Buschel and those guys have, I think that the uh, the SMU side might be the right play with this one uh, with how these two teams match up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's going to be fun to watch. And, you know, SMU has, has been really good this year going – Seven and one, and you know, that in a kind of a crazy year.
0: Alan, for my final value play of the week, we've kind of talked about this one already. We've alluded to it. Uh, this is a kind of precautionary deal, okay? We've already talked about this situation, but Colorado at Stanford, we've got some questions that need some answering at this point, okay? Stanford is coming off a 35-14 to 14 p- loss to Oregon. We talked about it again in the Pick'em Rewind. This is a game that was closer than the score indicated, but... This is still a Stanford defense that gave up 496 yards. That's to an Oregon offense that was answering some questions. Tyler Shuck stepping in at quarterback, kind of wondering what was going to happen there. Uh, An offense that wasn't so dynamic in the passing game. They gave up a bunch of yards to Oregon. Uh, That was all while they went plus two in the turnover battle. So Oregon turned it over a couple of times. Still, they rolled up 496 yards. On the Stanford side, you had Jet Toner, their kicker, missing four field goals in this game. And then Davis Mills, their starting quarterback, was out. Uh, That is still a possibility this week, though that's not known. So we're going to be waiting on that news. I'm interested to see whether he's going to play this week. But on the other side, you had Colorado coming up with the win against UCLA, 48-42. They ran the ball for 264 yards. So I think that's a pretty good indicator for what they should be able to do against a Stanford defense that allowed a bunch of yards against Oregon. So right now, Stanford is a touchdown favorite. Uh, favored by seven, they would be slotted at a seven or an eight on your board. But I'm saying, hey, until we know a little bit more about this situation with Davis Mills, or if it's a complete unknown going into kickoff, I'm saying slide Stanford down your board, put them in your bottom five. I'm thinking probably somewhere around a four or five on my board. And again, I think that could save you 3 or 4 points of value and hey if you really are tempted to go for Colorado I don't think that's that bad of a pick but I think that should be with some helpful information about whether Davis Mills is going to be in the game or not agreed
1: way if you're going to make that pick it, it may be best to kind of hold off to the the end of the week to make that pick um yeah Stanford's got a pretty explosive offense um you know I think they're going to be able to make some plays against a defense that seems to have some opportunities, uh, you know, they they give them up a little bit um, in Colorado. So uh, that makes a, a lot of sense.
0: Alan, I have talked about it a little bit. We have an interview coming up next with the founder of Statement Games. His name is Mark Salino. I talked to him earlier this week. Uh, there's a little bit of stuff in there about the Alabama LSU game. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, of course, that's off the board now. That game's been canceled. But that's why it'll sound a little bit of a little bit funny. There's some information that you know has since changed since we talked. Uh, but he's here to talk about Statement Games and what they have going on. We talked about how it compares a little bit to this podcast and what we're doing. It's an innovative website that offers a lot of fun for competition and that type of stuff. And they've got a cool offer for listeners of this podcast going into this weekend. So Alan and I will be in on that stuff. And then, of course, we'll get to that shortly. Of course, Alan, one of the things that people play for on this podcast is if you can rack up a perfect week on the board, Last week, we had two people go 12-1. and Again, this week, we've got 13 games on the board. Then you get your name thrown into a drawing for a prize. Throughout November, that is a uh, hot sauce pack from Hoff & Pepper. They're founded right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and that's a $50 value. So some awesome things going on here on the blackout.
1: That's exciting, man. I love it.
0: Alan, any other things that you want to touch on before we get out of here?
1: I don't think so. Good luck to all the contestants this week. Should be a
0: a fun one. It should be a blast. Of course, you can follow us on social media. You can find Alan at AD on the Blackout on Twitter. You can find me the same way by searching at TB on the Blackout. You can find the show on Facebook and on Twitter at The Blackout Pod. And, of course, one of the biggest things that you can do to support the show and these contests going forward, getting more people involved, and then, hey, we get these prizes bigger and bigger as we go, hopefully, is you can rate and review the show, especially on Apple iTunes. Alan, that means a ton for what we do here. Absolutely.
1: Anytime we get a a review, it, it allows Apple to see, hey, this is something that you value and you think other people should be able to see, too. So. Um, anytime you rate and review us that's a huge help
0: alan thank you so much for your time sir and next up we've got this interview so alan until next week it's going to be an awesome weekend and we'll be back with you next week again for another pick rewind and another pick pod alan thank you for your time thank you now joining the show is founder of statement games he is mark salino mark welcome to the blackout how are you doing
2: Doing all right. Thanks for having me. How's everything going?
0: Everything is great. Now, Mark, as we do things here on The Blackout, we call it the best college football pick em pod in the land. We think it's kind of a unique concept that we're combining this podcast with a straight-up confidence style pick'em contest where pe- players can compete with us they can compete for prizes along the way and as i look at statementgames.com i think it's one of the most innovative platforms out there so as people oh, experience our podcast what do you think people will see when they jump in with statementgames.com as well
2: yeah, sure. So, uh, I mean, it, I can't really stress this enough here. Statement Games, it's just a game. Uh, we've created like a little bit of a different style of a, of a pick'em contest. And uh, then we have like a little bit of a different take on traditional fantasy sports. You can access Statement Games via our website, which is www. Dot com But if you're more of an app person, keep in mind that there's apps that complement the uh, the web-based product. We can be found in the Apple App Store as well as kind of like you know, Google Play. And uh for the most part, what we do as a company is we create games around individual sporting events or upcoming kind of like a bigger events. So for this week, we have uh Wow, I mean, it's hard to believe that we're in week eleven now, of college football. Yeah, man. But it's—I mean, weren't we just talking about like you know week one and the sport kind of like, you know coming back? And I—I I know like the Pac-10 and the Big Ten really just kind of like you know got things started here. But for all intents and purposes, we're in, we're in week eleven of college football. So uh, we'll have, or currently, you know, right now we have our version of a college kind of like, you know, pick pick'em game here. We really focus in on the top twenty-five teams or games that are taking place between the top twenty-five uh, teams in the nation. And uh, what we're going to do is, we're going to present you all of the top 25 games uh, with the point spread as well as their over unders. For example, you got, um, I guess Notre Dame is at Boston College this week, and Wisconsin is at kind of like you know, Michigan, so on and so forth here. So, we're going to show you kind of like you know, all those games. You're going to actually have to review the list of the top 25 with the spread as well as their over unders. And you need to pick 10 of your most confident picks. And as you make your 10 picks, you're going to rank those picks in order of confidence from 10 through one. So as the college Saturday plays out here, if your number 10 pick becomes correct, you're going to get 10 points. If nine through one are incorrect, well, now you just have a total of 10 points. You're going to play in a league of anywhere between eight to 12 people. Now the individual with the most points from correct picks at the end of Saturday uh, wins. I think it's important to know, and your, your audience should have a little bit of an interest in this, is that Statement Games is a free-to-play free to platform. So it doesn't cost you anything to kind of you know, play these games. But there's a number of different games that uh, you can participate and play in. It's your job to accumulate Statement Games coins. You'll get coins by finishing in first, second, or third of any particular contest. And uh, when you're ready, you simply want to exchange your coin balance of coins for a cash gift card of your choice. There's probably about like 85 different merchants that power the State of the Games uh, rewards platform. Anything from Under Armour, Amazon, Google, uh, Starbucks. You exchange the coins that you've won or accumulated through competition, and you trade them in for a cash gift card of your choice. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of a better understanding of what our game is and how it's actually played. I'll sweeten the pot just a little bit more by saying anybody who's listening to this show, who is was willing to try uh, week 10 college pick 'em, college football and statement games. And if you go 10 for 10 with your picks, in addition to any coins that you win, that you could potentially exchange for a cash reward here, I will personally come to the table with 200 bucks cash. So I will cut you a check for 200 bucks cash. You got to go 10 for 10 with your picks though. So think of it as a, as a small little free lottery ticket that i'm offering you
0: that is awesome mark we have kind of the same deal with our pick'em contests. contest only like i said ours is straight up but yours is against the spread so it's a little bit more uh difficult for people as they get into these contests but it's a really fun process as i've i can attest to that myself uh as you jump in you talked about college football and what people can experience there what other leagues to statement games cover
2: yeah. So, um, as you kind of like, you know, take a peek at what's going on for college football, but, um, you know, we'll also have uh, regular NFL, you know, uh, you know, Sunday, kind of like, you know, football, those head to head games are a little bit different here. So for example, like, um, I guess on Sunday you'll have like, uh, you know, the giants and the Eagles, right? So in addition to picking, you know, picks against kind of like the spread, we'll present you with a list of props hence the company name statements that are specific to that sporting event. For example, like, uh, Daniel Jones overrun to 265 yards passing Carson Wentz overrun to one and a half TD passes Eagles defense overrun to two and a half sacks. Uh, So you're kind of like the same process, taking a look at anywhere between 50 to 60 different kind of like props, picking 10 of them, ranking order of competence from 10 through one and comps like that also apply to some of the other mainstream traditional sports like baseball, basketball, and hockey. Of course, we've got to wait a little bit for games like that to uh, to come off here. But if you're picking up this podcast early enough here, you could potentially get involved with the, uh, with the upcoming Masters coming up like this weekend. And you can also expect games like this that are Maybe a little bit more focused on, say, you know, pay-per-view events from uh, boxing, MMA, uh, or even kind of like, you know, wrestling and, and, and stuff like that.
0: Absolutely. You all certainly cover a wide array of sporting events. Uh, as people could jump in on this, of course, you mentioned the contest coming up this weekend for college football, the 10 pick statements, and then, of course, ordering them by confidence against the spread, that type of thing. What is the registration process like for anybody that jumps either on your website or on the app? How do people sign up and uh, what is the process like for them?
2: Yeah, sure. You just go to our homepage or download the app, and uh, when you're kind of you know, ready, you can actually log in or, or, or sign up via Google, Facebook, um, an Apple ID, if you're more of an Apple device kind of a like, you know, lover. Or you can actually do it the old-fashioned way, which is answering a valid email address and uh, confirming that email address uh, before proceeding kind of like, you know, into the lobby. You need coins to play kind of like in these games, anybody that's checking state of the games out for the first time here is automatically uh, getting 60 coins deposited into their account just for you know trying this thing out and push, pushing a couple of the buttons playing some of these games on average it's probably going to cost you anywhere between five to 15 coins to play in uh, to play in a game
0: I like it a lot. Mark, my very first experience in statement games was about a year ago in the major league baseball season. (laughs) And the first, the first contest I got in, I tied for first place. So I picked up a win. I picked up some extra (laughs) coins. It's a blast, man. I love the process.
2: (laughs) Well, I appreciate
0: it. Mark, is there anything else you want to touch on as we close out this interview?
2: Yeah. I mean, I know it's like a little bit of a, um, a rough kind of like, you know, start here. I think we were talking about this like before the line here, but if you're playing like this, uh, this week 10 college pick'em game on statement games here, um, I kind of like the fact that Michigan's getting two and a half points at home. Um, I think this season is kind of like an erect, obviously, but I expect them to kind of like, you know, put out a pretty significant effort, prime time game, seven thirty at night at Michigan. I don't think that they're, um, I think they're looking for like a little bit of a revenge here. And then also the game also kind of like, you know, as a top pick here, the over-under is 50 and a half. So um, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, taking a look at Michigan as well as the under 50 and a half as two of my personal top 10 picks uh, for statement games, week 10 college football pick.
0: It certainly is going to be a fascinating matchup with the Wisconsin Badgers because Wisconsin is coming off of all their COVID outbreak. So it's going to be a really, really interesting matchup. And we just saw the news break earlier this week that defensive end for the Michigan Wolverines, Aiden Hutchinson, is out for the rest of the season. So a couple of things to watch there as you make these picks with StatementGames.com.
2: Yeah, but I'm also just a quick question for you. I mean, when was the last time that you actually saw LSU getting 28, 28 and a half points here? I mean, I'm, I mean, they're playing Alabama, but...
0: <laughs> it's been a long, long time. it
2: ago that they were a pretty significant you know, team in college football. Now they're getting 28 and a half points against Alabama.
0: It is wild to see some of the greats fall, and man, LSU has fallen quickly <laughs> this season. <laughs> Anything else on the board that you're looking at this weekend, Mark, in college football?
2: I, I just, I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, just from... Uh, just an interest level here. I'm interested in that Alabama LSU game. Um, I'll definitely have my eye on the Wisconsin Michigan game here. And now I actually think that Notre Dame has a pretty big bullseye on their back here after uh, last week's performance here. So um, I would actually take the 13 and a half points that they're giving to uh, to Boston College. Boston College kind of like an you know, at home Notre Dame coming into Boston here. Potential a little bit of a let that letdown game after that uh, that big win this past kind of you know Saturday. So I guess those are three things that I'm taking a look at heading into Saturday.
0: Yeah, Boston College has been a tough team. They gave Clemson a run for their money right before Notre Dame pulled off the upset in double overtime this past weekend. So, Mark, I appreciate it. Uh, it's going to be an exciting weekend in college football, and we're certainly happy to be able to take a glance at statementgames.com. Thank you so much for your time.
2: Appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon